You're listening to 7-Minute Stories with Aaron Califato. If you're from an Italian-American family or you're married to someone who's Italian-American or related or somehow connected, you know what I'm talking about. It's this Sunday experience where this big pot of boiling, wonderful, incredibly just succulent sauce that goes on top of a pasta of your choice. But a grandma makes it or an aunt makes it or sometimes an uncle, but you gather at someone's house and the constant thing is this sauce that's boiling throughout the day and everybody, family, friends gather around it from morning until night. And it's like the nucleus that connects everybody together and people love each other around it and hate each other around it and fight each other around it and kiss each other around it and, and scream at each other around it. All of humanity and life seems to center around that in this, uh, in this Italian-American tradition. Now, every Sunday sauce that I know of starts with the same base, the same ingredients. Oil, olive oil usually. And then after you heat the olive oil up, you add garlic slices to however many you want. Some people like a garlicky sauce. Some people don't like a lot of garlic, but you got to add some garlic to it. And then you add the garlic to the heated oil. And then you heat the garlic, not till it's burnt, but just till it starts cooking a little bit and it becomes an aromatic and you can smell it. You can actually sense it from your nose. And then that's when you add your crushed tomatoes. Now, even before then with the garlic, some people add onions or some people add shallots or something like that. And then when you add your crushed tomatoes, you bring it to a high heat and you boil it. Now at that point, it's usually similar with everybody, but then people add different stuff. Different people from different parts of not only, obviously Italy and and Sicily, but in America that I know of, different families add different things. Some people add wine, some people add cheese, some people add meat, and when you cook a meat, that's a whole different thing. So you gotta start the meat, some people cook it before the sauce, and then they add sauce to it. Sometimes you cook the meat completely separate, then add it later. Some people braise the meat and then add the sauce and cook it all in a one-pot meal. No matter what you do, the essence of a Sunday sauce and what it does for your family and what it does for that day as being the centerpiece, no matter whatever else is going around it, it's that's the one constant that's sitting there. But the one thing that you have to do with a great sauce, and I can tell you this because my family's is the best, is that you cook it for a very long time. No matter how many flakes of oregano or, or parsley or basil or however many different types of cheeses you put in there or the type of wine that you use, the key thing that you have to do throughout the day is you cook it. After that first initial boil, you simmer that thing and you simmer and you stir it. You stir it. You remember that in Goodfellas, the scene where Henry has to keep, he keeps telling his, his nephew, you gotta stir the sauce, stir the sauce or it's gonna burn on the bottom. You always have to stir it, not all the time, but just so it doesn't burn, but you cook it for most of the day and a transformation happens. A transformation happens in the sauce from beginning to end and it tastes completely different where all the new ingredients and the old ingredients come together and time is infused in there. And the other thing that's added to it is the way the person's feeling when they're cooking it. And I mean that because they don't use measurements. Anybody that cooks a real sauce doesn't use measurements. You... You just throw a pinch or a, or, a, or a dash of this or that. So you don't ever use measurements. You just do it with how you're feeling. And that changes it. 
so the essence is always the same, but the taste is slightly different depending on the experience. That's how it's always been, too, I think, with my life. And I think that's what it's like for identity, too. Creating and improvising until we find the right combination. I mean, for a lot of my life, I only identified with my Italian and Sicilian heritage. Why? I mean, even though it's the biggest chunk at, I think, 30%, what about the other 70% of the fractured parts of my ethnic identity? The Irish, the English, the Welsh, the Scotch-Irish, the German. What about the other part of my American experience? I do know that a lot of my relatives in America are from Indiana. And I found this out a number of years ago. But to be honest, when I did find that out, I didn't really talk about it openly. I don't know why. There's nothing wrong with Indiana. But in my mind, when I was trying to figure out what my ingredients were... I was like, I think it'd be cooler to be Italian. And it wouldn't be a lie. Because it is who I am. It is who I am. But I kind of left out the fact that I also come from farmers and a farm family in the Midwest. People who grew things in the ground maybe didn't have a ton of culture, or, or I say culture, a worldly culture. Maybe didn't have the most romantic history. Stories and romanticism and love and passion. You know what I mean? See, that even comes out of me. You know what I mean? But when I was driving there a few years ago and I was performing at a university, I think it was Purdue, and I was driving through Indiana and I really thought about it. And I was thinking, what the fuck is wrong with you, Aaron? Why don't you talk more about that part of your family? Or why don't you invest it? Why aren't you interested in that? Why doesn't that become part of your mix? Why don't you acknowledge it? And so when I performed that night, I got in front of the audience. And the first thing I did was basically tell them this story. And I stood in front of them and I said, you know, I'm this and my last name's Calafato and I got that. But let me tell you about a part of me that I never really talked about. And that's about being from middle America, being from a farm family, and, and also being proud of that work ethic that comes from there. And I'm talking about the very specific essence of the people that live from farm to farm to farm and the kind of work that they do out there. And then I find that same sort of pattern in my own life. The stability that I seek, the dependency like they had on the land that I have on the region where I live now in, in, in Cleveland and in the Rust Belt the kind of work ethic that I try to put into every single one of these fucking episodes, every single one of my performances, every single one of my stories, always planting seeds, always tilling the ground. And I know they do that in America and I know they do that in Italy too, but I guess it's all part of me. I hope you enjoyed the episode. A lot of people have been coming up to Aaron and I at parties, sending emails and calling to tell us how much they love the podcast and ask when the next episode's coming out. A great way to stay connected is to visit the website, 7minutestoriespod.com. You can also subscribe on Apple Podcasts. And while you're there, let more people know what you think about Aaron and his storytelling by rating and leaving a review. 
Lastly, the biggest compliment you can give us is to share your favorite episode with friends on social media. Thanks again for listening.